players, my name is Ruin Ortega, and in this episode, I'm just another one of the hordes in a big city. And join with me as a... <laughs> no, I fucked that up! <laughs> <laughs> uh, babe God. pig in the city. That's what I was going for! <laughs> I'm gonna do it again, but like, I'm gonna not fuck it up after that, so... Uh, so, so I'm 31. just one of the schlubs. Just another boob. <laughs> That got me. I don't know why that got me so bad. <laughs> it was a lingering one. It, it took a second, and then it hits you. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Doing a scratcher there, Jaden? <laughs> no, I was just uh, racing my notes. God, I love a scratcher. Welcome, tabletop players. My name is Rune Ortega, and in this episode, I'm just one of the horde in the big city because we're playing Gods by Arcane Asylum. Join with me, as always, is my co-host, Cade. Hi, I'm Cade. I didn't mess up the first episode, so let me do another one. Uh, yeah, this batch <laughs> is all about Gods uh, by Arcane Asylum. It is a dark fantasy role-playing system i'm having a blast with it i don't know if anybody else is but i really enjoy it uh and i'm super excited to get my physical copy in the mail i'm gonna keep talking about it until it just manifests into my mailbox and we're also joined with our players tonight Jaden. hey hopefully i can take some more heads tonight and jody hello my friends well, yeah, that's we are back for episode two of Gods, which is actually the second time we played it, because the last time we played just the demo. This is the full release, and yeah, like Kate said, we are excited to be playing it. We also review coffees on this show, and uh, this batch, we have Grease by Goth Rider. Cade, what do we have to say about this coffee? This coffee is fine. Uh, it's pretty standard coffee. Uh, it's got a weird tobacco note that I'm not sure... I haven't decided yet if I like uh, it's not, like, tobacco, like, a cigar and coffee. It's, like, tobacco and, like, a cigarette, which I don't like as much, but it's fine. It's 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 just fine. It's coffee. I mean, it kind of just reminds me of my grandma's house. Mmm, Werther's Originals and those weird, like, strawberry foil ones. Oh, no, that was the other grandma. This one was far more depressing, but... Cade, what did, what did we rate this coffee? Uh, we gave this coffee three out of five something stars. I don't remember what Lost stars. Lost stars. <laughs> he didn't even drink the coffee. Get it together, Kate. <laughs> I, I was going to say missing stars, but that didn't sound right. <laughs> that's that's just my assignments in elementary. Just always missing stars. Remember when I used to do jokes in our intros? That's yeah, a, they were. That's a throwback. Fucking <laughs> off throwback for you. Uh... Well, with that, grab a mug, fill it full of the hot stuff, and sit back and listen to us play Gods by Arcane Asylum. We are back and ready to go with gods. Uh, last time you guys entered into the world of Sabah, you found a strange man who had been poisoned um, and was saying something about protecting the tear. You followed <clears throat> a young boy uh, who had stolen a pendant from this man and found the unfortunate demise that he had come to and had just finished fighting off his assailants uh, and we're now heading to meet with a renowned jeweler named Belshrem, uh to talk about this pendant and what was significant about it. Before we get into it, let's just go around the table and quickly do a review of everybody's characters. Jaden, can you give us a once-over of who you're playing tonight? Yeah, I am playing Zev, the walking pile of rags who carries around three swords and worships Teth the Formless. Excellent. Uh, Ruin, who are you playing for us tonight? Listen, I know I always do this to you, but as a side note before my character, whenever you say that jeweler's name, all I can think of is Belschnickel from The Office, Dwight. <laughs> so that's what he looks like in my head, Ken. But uh, tonight I am playing Carthrax. He is part of the Horde, who are a, a war band, barbarian kind of uh, um, 
they're not really a community, but a uh, society, I guess. Collective. Yeah, that's probably good. <laughs> Who are always fighting against other ones like them. And uh, yeah, he's uh, really into uh, all the things that make humans terrible. So it's going to be fun to play. Nice. And Jody. Uh, I'm playing Emery's, an Avaray swordsman who is basically trying to restore the glory of a lost kingdom. Excellent. All right. So you guys have just entered into the first circle, the highest, most prestigious uh, of neighborhoods in Shabbat, in Sabah. Um, you see as, you know, tall castle-like structures build up around you. Large, extravagant homes kind of line the streets. And as you follow the instructions that the guard gave you, you get to Belshrem's house. And it's large, but fairly modest. Where some had, like, large marble pillars and elegant tapestries out in front. It's a pretty standard house. Uh, it's definitely larger than those that you saw in the second circle. Um, but nothing terribly garish or um, extravagant. Um, Zev's definitely going to be like taking like backseat on this because without their swords, even though they're covered in clothing, they feel naked. So I feel like just the concept of like being exposed in this moment means like they're just going to let the other two kind of lead in this position. Fair. Um, as I previously noted, uh, I have a minus one D on <laughs> socials against anybody who's not a horde, um, but also on city and civilization. So. Carthrax is definitely also taking the back seat, unless nobody else will <laughs> take the front seat. Shaka. So, Emrys. Yes. <laughs> you, I, I think that leaves you to be the one who goes to the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Sorry, I was just reading the book a little bit. No worries. Um, so, yeah, as you guys approach the door, um, I assume you knock on the front. Boots it in. Just yeah. boot it. Just <laughs> Alright. Uh but yeah. I knock with my head. <laughs> of course, as one does. Um yeah. As you do, uh the door opens and a mature, uh, you know, late forties, early fifties man uh opens the door. And, you know, he's a fairly good looking guy. Um, definitely has that look of someone who he has seen a lot in his life. Not necessarily in bad ways, but like he has traveled, he has seen some things. Um, and you immediately take this to be Belshrem. He opens the door and says, hello, uh, how, how can I help you? I know this is going to sound strange, but I know you were supposed to meet with somebody else, maybe not tonight, but soon, to look at a pendant. Uh, yes, how did you know that? How did you come into contact <clears throat> with the owner of this pendant? Uh, Fear is an old friend of mine. Um, we've known each other for years. He was sending his son. Well, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but something has happened to his son. It's, it's quite serious. Oh, no. I, I'm very sorry to hear that he was a, a good boy. I hadn't seen him and. My, nearly a decade. He was a young boy when I last saw him. Can I tell if the reaction is genuine? Um, let's go with a empathy plus social. <clears throat> uh, what if I have like five. zero and zero? Uh, then I think you just get one D. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Difficulty of five. You said. Yeah. I rolled five. Does that count as yeah, success? Too, okay. Uh, yeah. You, so you should have at least one empathy because you get one. Yeah. For all of those stats. Yeah. I just didn't have any extra. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he seems very genuine. He seems like kind of taken aback at this, um, and then genuinely sad. I, I'm gonna just tell him the story of of what happened. If he actually seems genuine, okay. we were trying to track him after meeting him in an alleyway following somebody who'd been stabbed and when we finally ended up figuring out where he was it had already been done there was three hooded assassins and all we had to do was clean up the mess well 
That is alarming news, to be certain. Um, thank you for avenging his death. I will have to write to his family and let them know what has transpired. But in any case, um, you know, I assume you did not come just to give me this news? No, we came to learn about this pendant. Alright, well, if there are people looking for it, please come in. And he steps aside and opens his door to you. Uh, as you enter into his home, you see the wildest collection of things from around the world that you've ever seen. Um, there are gemstones, there are tapestries, there are strange artifacts, collections of armor, uh, ancient weapons that are are so old you, you don't even know what civilization, civilization they belong to anymore. Um, you see that the entire floor, while marble, is a colorful marble that depicts a map of the entire wildlands. Um, clearly speaking to just how well-traveled Belshrem is um and he leads you through um his like stacks of belongings to a workbench that he has sitting in the middle of the room um lit from a skylight above um and he he sits behind and says well let's see it i suppose okay yeah i would put it i wouldn't put it like out of my reach i guess but i just kind of dangle it (laughs) Um, he takes it from you, um, and lays it down on the table and takes one of those like jeweler's eyeglasses, um, and starts inspecting it. And, uh, yeah, he's looking through and he says, no, very fine craftsmanship for sure. And, uh, my, uh, my friend, Fury, he had purchased this and he was certain that he had paid more for it than it was worth, but it was something that his wife had wanted, so uh, he was pretty sure this stone was some kind of opal. Uh, but looking at this, it, it uh, I'm not sure what stone this is. It's not opal, that's to be certain, but I'm not sure. The pendant itself is, is pure, unalloyed gold. Uh, craftsmanship is quite impressive. It must have been the work of a quite amazing craftsman. Uh, even I'm not sure that I would be able to replicate something this this intricate. Um, hmm. Yes, I I'm not sure how old this jewel is, but the symbols on it seem to be in some kind of language, something that I'm not familiar with. Hmm. And he kind of is inspecting it and kind of giving you guys room to talk, realizing that he had been kind of rambling on for a while. Carthrax would definitely interject and just say, Then who? Lead us to who can read these. I I do have an acquaintance who may be able to read these. Uh, his name is Ninibsu. He lives in the second level. Um, yes, he would be able to likely check this out. Are we going to need a pass for the second level? No, the second level is where you came from. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That's like the, okay. the general population. Um, he takes up the the pendant and holds it up to a window to kind of look through the light. And he's kind of startled for a second, and he exclaims, A map! Fear was curious about the stone because his his wife loves stars, but there's a map, there's a star map inside this stone. And he pulls it down and and places it uh, back on, and then starts rummaging through some... uh, shelves that he has uh, in his his workspace and he pulls out a large roll of parchment uh, from underneath the shelf and places it next to the, the pendant laying it out um, and then places four large colorful stones uh, on each corner to kind of keep it all flat um, and it is a star chart um, something that is used by the Kashani to map out the, the placement of stars in the sky to help travelers find locations um, at night when in the middle of the desert, finding your way around can be quite difficult. Hear me out. Yep. All right. <clears throat> Near as I can see this going down, you could either use like the moons as your skill to look at this chart, or you could use like 
travel because like you said getting around the desert mm-hmm. my dude's from the desert mm-hmm. so would he be able to check to see if he has an understanding of the star chart and like perhaps whereabouts it might be pointing sure, sure. give me a knowledge plus moons roll difficulty of seven but i am gonna add on a handicap of two meaning that you need to have at least two successes for it to actually count Mm, i was really hoping you were gonna give it to me with travel which i actually have but uh, i'll still roll so it's got a handicap i don't have the skill and so it's just my base of knowledge right yeah and what's the difficulty level seven uh, that's a no. No. Alright, you look and, like, you can recognize that this is a star chart, that it's a legitimate star chart, um, but for some reason you can't read it. You're not sure if it's just because you're not necessarily from around this area and you're not familiar with the layout, or if there's something else that's leading to you being unable to read it. Um, but yeah, you can't can't quite figure out what is wrong with it. Um, as There's something off about it. Yes, yes, I agree. Uh, he starts laying things out and takes the pendant and overlays it on top of the chart and moves the top three gemstones to lay on some of the stars. Um, and, and he says, these can only be aligned to certain constellations. We have the tree, the cat... The sword and the scepter. But this fourth disc can only... Uh, hmm. There's something off here. There's uh, there's a star here that is not being represented. Mm-hmm. Alright, it has to fit one of these constellations, but I can't tell you which one it is. Without knowing where this fourth star is... I, 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 I can't help you, I'm sorry. Um, but I do know someone who may be able to. I know a cartographer. His name is Gal Indus. He is an old cartographer. He's wandered the wildlands extensively and has traveled with me several times. Um, he has a very good command of astronomy um, and he lives in the second level. Um, if you check in with him, he may be able to help you figure out what constellation this fits which you would need to do to figure out where exactly this map points is he a silent cartographer no he has been known to speak indeed indeed this is one of the greatest halo levels Oh. Indeed it is. I don't know Halo, so that reference went oh, right yeah. my head. <laughs> I hope people at home enjoyed that more than I did. Uh... <laughs> did uh, your friend say anything about somebody asking them about the pendant or any strange run-ins they've had lately? No, he didn't mention anything. He just said... That he was going to send his son, um, you know, he's not a young man himself, so he figured he would send his young son, who might be able to do the trip a little bit easier, um, to, that he would come and bring me the pendant so I could inspect it, and then return with it once I was done. Do you know of anyone else he would have talked to about this? Because these assassins knew exactly where to find him. I mean, Fear is not a quiet man, he's quite gregarious. Um, yes, I know the type. Yes. Um, I'm not sure that he would have spoken to anyone, but, you know, he probably would have made no secret about buying something, you know, potentially, you know, valuable. Um, I mean, it is also possible that the seller might have spoken. Yeah, I'm not sure. This is true. Did he tell you anything about the seller? No, he said it was... Just a typical merchant. He said that they were Kashani. Um, so, you know, uh, not from these parts, but yeah, just a, a typical jeweler's merchant who had some exotic pieces. <laughs> um, I guess a little unrelated, but Zev's gonna, um, you know, hearing this kind of discussion going around and say, like, does the Great Weaver mean anything to you? It was apparently mm. said by the assassins. 
I don't know much about the Great Weaver. I know that, you know, it, it refers to a god of some kind um, that, you know, not very many people worship these days, but I can't give you any more than that. I don't even know what they're the god of. I would assume textiles, but that, that is a guess just from the name. Zeb's going to look at their clothing and be like, I hope textiles. Show him the ear. Oh, yes. And he, he reaches into his kind of satchel and, and just like slaps it down <laughs> on the table. What do you think of this? I think that is an ear, my friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Notice the symbol, though. A spider. I do not know this symbol. Um, I would assume that it was on numerous members of the assassin party. Not yes, just... but all in different places. Hmm. Yes, I, I do not know. It could be related to the Weaver in some way. It could be some type of cult or something, but... I'll be honest, I only really know about jewels and cultural artifacts. Cults are not my forte. Um, Carthrax will pick it back up and put it back in his tatchel. Well, if you think of anything, I'm all ears. I see you, friend. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, so my friends will be able to help you um, uh, for for information on the sigils. As I said, um, uh, Ninibsu is a scribe who lives on the second level. He knows quite a bit about ancient dialects and might be able to shed some light there. Um, while Galnindus is an old cartographer who may be able to give you some information on just how this is... Related to the constellations. I feel like we pursue the star chart. Yeah, that one's more interesting to me, I think. Like, we're just good to, like, take this necklace. Yeah, like, this guy doesn't need it. <laughs> no. This is, well, if... You can try and stop us. <laughs> <laughs> Lover, not a fighter, my friend. Lover, not a fighter. No, if, uh... If Fear's son is dead, I have no way of getting it back to him. So, I would <coughs> rather you find, you know, the bottom of this mystery and further avenge his son's death. One last thing. And he uh, pulls out one of the masks that they had grabbed. Mm. How about this? I don't know what I'm looking at, friend. Was this something mm. that the assassins were wearing? Indeed. I was hoping they were familiar. But another dead end. Yes, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, I have no insight as to what this could represent. I don't know if it's just to hide their identity or if it has some sort of ceremonial use. Carthrax can take a hint. He's going to just start walking towards the door. All right. Well, if there's any other jewels, let me know. It is kind of my bag. (laughs) We'll cut you in. Thanks for the help. Big time. I'm sorry about your friends. Ah, yes, I am quite sad. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I remember the first guy was in the um, second circle. They're both in the second circle. Yeah, They're both, both are. There's just, yeah, there's a scribe and the cartographer. Yeah. Whose I got... name is Galnindus? Yeah. Yeah, Galnindus, the cartographer, and Ninibis? Ninibsu. Ninibsu. Ninibsu, that's it. Yeah. I didn't put the U There's after. There's a whole lot of apostrophes in these guys' names, so I'm just making it up as best I can. Mm-hmm. Not getting any of them from me. The, Phonetic all the way. We're following <laughs> the, the Morrowind school of uh, naming yeah. NPCs. Yeah, if you don't have an apostrophe, it's not a real name. So. Yeah. Did any yeah, of you def- take skills in, like, myths or pantheons? No. I mean... If it's about swords, then maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the constellations is about a sword. Mm. Yes, Zev likes that one. That's true. (laughs) No, no, I didn't do anything of any extra stuff. I I was expecting to get that later. (laughs) I was really hoping you guys were going to stray from your, like, dedicated character types. 
<laughs> nope, nope. I was here to cut off heads, and so I built a character that is really good at cutting off heads. Nice. I remembered how satisfying the combat was in this, and I was like, yeah, I want that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure that we probably got directions off of him at yeah. some point yeah. of where we need to go. For sure. So yeah, where do we, where do we want to hit up? Are we, you guys seemed like the cartographer was of more interest to you guys. Is there anything else that we should do while we're in the first tier? Um, one of us has a goal of burning down structures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really do, but... I don't want to get caught this early, you know? Yeah, that's fair. There's not yeah, really a lot fair. of benefit to burning this place <laughs> to the ground at this moment. Yeah. Also, the fact that this guy didn't want the necklace and, like, seemingly is living a, a little bit more of a low-key life than everybody around here would really impress um, mm. Carthrax. That's true. Touche. I guess we'll leave him alive then. <laughs> For now. There's still There's still hope. <laughs> uh yeah i'm good to go to galnindus sure yeah yeah i can't think of anything else all right sounds good okay so yeah so you guys head to the second level uh you collect your weapons and everything's from the guards again they were untampered with they you know were true to their word and held on to it for you um and they give flex as i grab the club and put it over my head uh, you're, uh, <laughs> oh you're looking for galnindus he lives over there uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Don't mention it. Uh, yeah. Guess I'll be going this way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. So you guys head towards Galindus's house. Um, yeah, he lives in a pretty simple uh, two-floor house. Um, yeah, it's pretty nondescript, pretty reasonable living. You say reasonable. I live in sticks, so let's not get too... (laughs) Seems pretty rich. So, how how upfront should we be with this guy? I mean, what do we need to lie about, per se? We're just getting him to figure out where the the stars are pointed at. See what he knows, and we can chop his head off if he gets a little feisty. (laughs) I'm all for that. Like, that sounds great. This is a party. Alright, you guys going up and just knocking on the door? Yeah, now that Zev has their swords, they're going to be a little more rambunctious and like, actually not even knock on the door, they're just going to open the door. If it opens, they're going <laughs> to open it. You open the door and uh, yeah, you see a, again, kind of middle-aged man, salt and pepper in his hair uh, and kind of hunched over some, some maps and just looks up and says, um... Can I help you? Uh, yes, we, we were sent by Belsharim. We have a, a pendant, and he's going to like snap his fingers and point at uh, Emrys. <laughs> I, fuck, and, I pull it out, like flash it like an FBI badge. Uh, also, silly guy, salt and pepper goes on your food, not in your hair. Man, as a bald man, that's like the one thing I'm like really upset about, is I'll never have the salt and pepper like phase. You don't have a mm. silver fox phase, you just no. have a... I'm just like shy, I'm just gonna look like this until I'm old. Like I'm just gonna wake up one day and be wrinkly and old. Like there's no like, <laughs> transition phase where you're like kind of cool looking. Mm. And I don't have enough of a beard to celebrate there either. It's sad. Yeah, I'm sorry for your loss, Cade. Thank you. My hair loss. You can live vicariously through me as I have like six feet of oh, like flowing silver hair. I have a fantastic salt and pepper phase. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> oh, you better believe it. I mean, can I get any more handsome? That's the real question. I don't like, I don't know so. if the world could handle that. Dude, like, I'm, I'm married. Like, <clears throat> stop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, back to the, anyway, the role play. Anyway, um... <laughs> oh, there's role play there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's about to be. I can't do that shit when I'm drinking, man. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, so you just flash this, like, pendant at him. Uh, he says, I'm, I'm sorry, he's the jeweler, how can I help? Carthrax is going to um, position himself by the door as, like, a, 
like maybe not like with the door open, but like with a window to look out and just keep watch. I, something is kind of unnerving about showing this thing around a lot. Okay. Mm. Um. Yeah, I don't think Zev like picked up the most about like the specifics, but we're saying, well, you know, like purvey that. Um, apparently, this uh, pendant as you know associates or aligns with some key astrological points and we're unsure of where the the fourth piece here seems to point out um, Belsharim seemed to have some thoughts that it was uh, you know it would identify something that he wasn't able to pinpoint oh yes um well if it's related to the stars let me take a look here do you mind if i if i touch I mean, I pendant, feel like I'm not pendant, holding it, I so mean. I can't tell him um. that he can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll hand it over. Okay. So, yeah, so he takes it and puts it down on his work table and kind of rearranges things and, you know, starts to kind of take a look at it and says, Oh, yes, no, this is definitely linked to constellations. Oh, my, you guys have quite the artifact here. Uh, this is definitely connected to the constellation of the cat. Um, there used to be, I can see why he was confused. These three match up with stars as we know, but this fourth one is from an old star that has long since burned out, um, known as Akhut's treasure. Uh, Akhut is, as you know, the cat goddess here in Babel. Um, and this star burned out quite a while ago. This, this must be at least a thousand years old as far as my research is told that appears to be when the star disappeared um, about a century after the night of the black sun. Um, it could have been made by someone who has just deep knowledge of the lost star, but I suspect this is quite ancient. Um, hmm. Yes. So if this is some sort of map that is meant to be used, you're not supposed to use it with an actual paper map. Um, as far as I can tell, you need to use this as an, at night and align it with the right stars. And then it seems that this arrow that is on the bottom section would point to where you need to go. Um, you need to, though, know when the reference time is. Uh, because, you know, the, the stars do shift through the times as we're currently in the time of the, the Vulture of Blood. Uh, you would need to know what time it's meant to focus on. He pulls out a, a large map that is quite intricately uh, depicting the the wild lands, um, and appears to be looking over it and, and and trying to figure out where this might be pointing. Can I make a travel check to? I uh, like I'm pretty familiar with the wild lands, having lived out there. Sure, let's go with a knowledge and travel. Uh, I am going to say it's pretty tough because you're triangulating with another thing. So let's say a difficulty of nine. Okay. That is a success. One success. All right. Um, so you're pretty sure that the triangle could represent a mountain. Um, and the semicircle that's underneath it. Um, or sorry, I think it's underneath it. Maybe over top of it. Uh, no, over top of it, is either a setting or a uh, rising sun. Um, that's your best interpretation of it. You're not sure what uh, Galindus is saying, is seeing. He's just gonna... The mountain with either a rising or a setting sun. That has to have some significance. Something that somebody would cherish or ritual at. Did you might be correct here. My my interpretation is that it, it must be a rising sun. Um, if it was setting, it would be impossible to align the constellation of the cat with the peaks of golden blood, which I'm pretty sure are where this triangle is representing. Um, I I think that in order to use this effectively. You would need to use it during the time of the cat at midnight. Uh, you would have to arrive at the west of the mountains uh, in order to find what is being hidden here, which I'm pretty sure would have to be underground. You would have to leave 
pretty shortly here to get in place by the time of the cat, but if you left within the next couple of days, you'd be able to make it. Um, Carthrax would look at uh, Emrys and uh, sorry, Gene, what's your character's name again? Zev. Zev, yeah, yeah. Um, he would look at uh, Emrys and Zev and he's still kind of over by the window just like half eyeing things and he says I can certainly lead the way, my friends. If we're ready to go, best be quick. Do you think we should talk to the other person that could translate the symbols or do you think the cartographer has given us enough information. He thinks about it for a second. You say we have a couple of days? Yes, I'd say two, three at the most. I believe we need to see Nadibsu. Oh, yes. Uh, regarding these symbols, I assume? He's, Indeed. Yes, he's an old friend of mine. He lives not far from here. You might even be able to get there this evening. He kind of points out which direction his house is and... Um, yeah, he's a quite, quite the master of ancient languages. How he makes sense of all that is quite beyond me, but... Yeah, hearing that, Zev is gonna, they make a quick bow, flip a coin his way, flip a silver his way, and then, like, start walking out the door and just wait for everyone else to make their way out. Alright. Okay. So, yeah, so you guys are heading towards Ninipsu's house. Yeah, unless anyone wants anything else to do with the cartographer. No, but I definitely think that we should ask Nanipsu about the the tattoo, the weaver, and the mask again. Like, because um, yeah. the other guy was, like, more of a noble, right? So he might not have encountered him, but they mm. were in this area, so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I didn't even think about asking the cartographer, although... Knows in their books all the day, would they know anything? Well, and this guy's <laughs> knowledgeable about symbols, so... Yeah. More of his yeah. alley. I agree. Okay. Yeah, to Ninibsu. All right. Okay. So yeah, you guys, you guys head to Ninibsu's house. Uh, he lives in a pretty small home. Um, yeah, it, it, it's pretty small, pretty reasonable. Um, you know, one floor and just kind of, yeah, it's a pretty average house. Well, they opened the last one, so I'm just going to take my mace and just bash it in. <laughs> no, no, he will. He will just. Uh, he he will like do a pretty strong banging with his fist on it, though. For sure. Yeah, uh, and the door opens, and you see a man in his fifties, uh, wearing long dark robes that cover him from the neck all the way down to the feet, and like the sleeves go fairly far past his hands. Um, he he looks quite pale, like someone who doesn't go outside very much. I'm sure we can all identify. Um, and and he says. Hello. How may I help you? We are in need of assistance. We have some symbols to identify. Oh, well, that is very much my expertise. Please, come on in. He opens the door and lets you in, and yeah, you come on in, and yeah, there's a pretty reasonable working space. Um, there's kind of a little loft area that leads to like his bedroom and everything, and you see just papers all over the place, books of... Um, languages that you don't recognize uh titles on the spines that you can't read um and yeah he says to you he says how how can i help you what is it that you need translated i uh, hold up the pendant and just single out the four symbols it was four right or is it three uh there's three over top and then the arrows uh or the arrow yeah. at the bottom of the semicircle over top uh yes so i see now you guys aren't from here. Just so you know, I do charge about seven silver pieces for a reading. What if it was extremely valuable? Makes no difference to me. Language is language, whether it's written on parchment or carved into gold. He, uh... Carthrax will uh, slide over three and say, the rest when you're finished. Reasonable. Um, hmm. He... Looks and he says, "Oh, this is this is a, quite an ancient language. This is thousands of years old. This, no one speaks this anymore. This is a dead language. And translating these will take some time. Uh, it's going to be difficult. I'm going to have to research it. <clears throat> Probably going to take me through the night. 
If you don't mind leaving the pendant here, I can get this done by morning for you. I do mind. Yeah, I also do mind. At least four, at least three men and a child have died for this. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, Carthrax would say, if you can provide the lodgings for the night, you can have an extra two gold on top of your rate. And that way we can keep an eye on this. Deal. I have a terrace that you can stay on. Uh, as you can see, my home is quite small, but if you make no... If you have no issues staying there, you're more than welcome. And he'll look at uh, Emrys and Zev and say, You two could take the terrace. I find this spot quite comfortable. And he, like, sits down right in front of the front door. <laughs> Alright. Right. I, th I, I yeah. swear that we, you picked up, like, habits from the evil campaign. You're <laughs> 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 so menacing. <laughs> system man it's changing me <laughs> all right yeah and ninibsu just immediately starts getting to work flipping through pages of old parchment and making notes again things that you if you look on you cannot understand what's going on uh this is all in like exceedingly not only foreign but ancient and dead languages that you guys are nowhere near equipped for understanding this is someone who has spent decades of his life learning this um, and yeah, as night falls, um, and the evening gets even later, I'm out of coffee, out of coffee, and I think it's time for a refill. Hey, Table Hub players, it's Ruin here. We're just taking a quick coffee refill, and as we do that, we wanted to talk to you about some of the exciting possibilities that we have here in the Natural 20 Cafe. Join with me to do that is my co-host, Cade. Hey, I'm still Cade, uh, from the beginning and now. Uh, we have some really awesome things that we would love for you to be aware of. First of all, we have our Patreon. If you like the show and would like to support us more while getting some extra goodies along the way, please consider checking us out on Patreon at Cantrips and Coffee. Uh, for a couple of bucks, you can support us while also getting some amazing bonuses like our exclusive Discord, some extra special side podcasts that aren't released anywhere else, as well as uncut episodes of this show you're listening to right now. We're even funnier if you you don't filter us. You can also join us on all forms of social media. We are most active on Instagram and TikTok. And uh, yeah, we like to think we're funny and post funny things there. And so uh, join in on the conversation. And who knows, maybe look forward to a contest or something that we throw at you once in a while. But uh, with that, I think those beans are being done brewing. And we're going to get back into the episode. All right, we are back and highly caffeinated. Uh, so yeah, so you guys spend the night at Ninibsu's house. Um, and through the night, I'm going to need everyone to make a perception awareness check. If I have Can to. I get some sort of bonus because I set myself up really well? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> Do you know, what Would difficulty? Would provide me any bonus depending on like the circumstance <clears throat> of what we're trying to hear or detect? Um... I'll say that Erd gives you one extra D. Oh, I will take that happily. Yeah. Not that I, you know, I have more than enough anyways, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I have Sense of the Beast, so uh, can I, get, is it a hearing or a sight? Um, Either or. Okay, so I got an extra sure. D. Difficulty of seven. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to get that. Okay, I got two, two successes. No what. Okay. Sorry, what was uh, yeah, the I success? Got... Seven. Seven. One. One. I I also got two successes. Two. Okay. All right. Um, Damn city noises. <laughs> okay. So uh, you guys uh, are caught unaware because uh, they got three successes. Uh, as as three more uh, assassins <laughs> come in the night um, to attack at the terrace where Zev and Emrys are uh, while one comes around where Carthrax is. Uh, and everyone is going to need to roll their uh, reaction. Uh, your guys' difficulty is going to be a nine because they caught you unaware. So uh, reflex plus what, sorry? Uh, reflex and awareness. Nine. 
Womp womp. Zero. Okay. What was the success number? Nine. Or the... Uh, that's two successes. Believe it or not, I got three. Dang. Dang. Okay. What do we... Sorry, what do we use... Um, are grits to re-roll stuff? Uh, grit is... Let me double check here. Because I don't want to give you the wrong one. Grit is to give you a re-roll. Nerves is to give you an extra die. I'm gonna I'm gonna use um can I ask you out of game, are we gonna have a, a long rest after the second episode? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use uh, two grits to re-roll. Okay. I'm gonna use all my nerve. <laughs> uh two tens. Dang. Okay. Worth it. Uh I mean it's kind of worth it. You're still going last. <laughs> well, Oh man! <laughs> Thought that was a good roll. I mean, it was fine. It was two tens. I can't get any higher than that. <laughs> Unfortunately, and this is something that like, rolling a ten matters the same amount as rolling one yeah. over whatever. If it's an easy and you roll a ten, or you roll a four, or a, sorry, a five. It it matters the same amount. There's no bonus for every creating. every amount over. Yeah, every amount of yeah. the success is the same value. Yeah, that's no yeah, so what I was going to say, too. Yeah, there's no crit, which is yeah. inter- an interesting choice. A bold move, Cotton. Yeah. but it gets See how it plays out. It plays out for him. Your, your crit yeah. would be, like, how many dice? I think your crit would have over, to be right? if you succeeded yeah. on all of your dice. Right? But that yeah. isn't a mechanic, yeah. so... I kind of like the lack of a crit. I feel like I enjoy the moments when you get a crit. It's really nice, but like I almost wish like crits were a little less frequent in like anything mm-hmm. other than combat. I love combat crits; those are always a great time to have a crit. But like, when I, I just kind of bugs me when someone's like, "Oh, I got a crit! I now see through all of the world and I perform yeah. this perfectly, even though it was an impossible task." Yeah. I am omniscient. Yeah, that's why I think uh, like if you want you want to if you rolled over on all of the dice that you rolled. And that was a crit. I think that'd be mm-hmm. cool because then even if you're getting more dice, that makes your crit less likely too, which is yeah. kind of a cool dichotomy. Yeah, I you like that You want a Cthulhu idea. crit where it's a 1%. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, yeah. So, somehow, against all odds, Emrys uh, is going to go first. So, okay. you see these <clears throat> two drop down onto the terrorist. They're curved blades stretched out before them ready to attack how much of my turn am i going to spend getting up and getting my i would say weapon? that would just be your movement yeah so you okay attack and when are they already jumped over the terrace are they currently jumping over the terrace i'm gonna say they're Can already I kick one off over the terrace? okay yeah. i'm still gonna i'm gonna try and like either kick or tackle one of them over the railing sweet uh, we'll just do that as a regular attack, but you'll use brawl Kay. instead of melee. Plus strength, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're going to try to dodge you. Uh, so difficulty of two. whatever yours is for brawl. Um, so I got two successes. Cool. Uh, they also got two successes, and in this system, okay, it's so on just... the side of the defender. Um, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, you try to tackle them, but they manage to dodge out of the way, uh, just barely. It's not like you throw yourself over the ledge or anything, uh, but they manage to get out of the way. Um, Zev, that'll be your turn. Oh, sweet! Good thing these guys are slow. Um, yeah, Zev's gonna jump up, shove Erd behind them, and uh, take a swing at whichever one's closest to him. Yep. Oh my god, they're all successes. Because <laughs> again, master with a sword. Um, so that is, yeah, six Jesus, successes. Yeah, you succeed uh, by a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're just going to use their normal sword. They only pull out their shard sword when it's a worthy opponent. Okay. Um, so that's ten total damage. <laughs> only ten. Uh, well, I mean, their shard sword only does one more damage. It only been eleven, so... Okay. So you... Jesus... Okay, yeah, so you slash this guy, uh, cutting his his stomach open. As he stumbles back, he falls backwards over the railing and tumbles to the street below, uh, definitely dying by a lot. 
Uh, <laughs> Zeb's gonna look over at Emrys and say, "That's how you knock someone over a railing." <laughs> That's how you do it, chump. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so now it's the Weaver's turn. So the one that dodged out of the way of Emrys is gonna make an attack against him. Uh, I would ask you what you need to do to defend, but it doesn't matter because they got zero successes. Uh, uh, <laughs> so I'd like to try and parry. Sure, give sure. her a go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got one success. Cool. So. You get to make a counter attack, <laughs> so you can attack. And that's just like making a normal just attack? Like making a regular attack, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I can only dodge. I can't parry your parry. <laughs> uh, two successes plus four damage, so that's six. Okay, he only got the one, so he takes the six. So that's a serious wound for him. I like the idea of like just parrying the parry, and then like you parrying their parry, and just like back and forth until eventually someone yeah, fails. It explicitly says you cannot parry a parry, otherwise the combat will go on forever. Uh, yeah, like. makes sense. <laughs> All right, and then we jump over to the Weaver that is attacking Carthrax at the front. The Weaver, you say? Yeah, the Weaver. I mean, it tracks. Yeah, but... <laughs> they we... said the Great Weaver. It's likely they're the lesser Weavers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just got it. It's yeah. like the Weaver of the Great Web, the Spider. Anyway, uh, did we just put together Spider and Weaver, guys? <laughs> no, I got that, but just like we didn't know that these guys were called like Weavers. We just heard of the Great. Mm, that's yeah. fair. All right, are you dodging or parrying? Carthrax, that's you. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm going to dodge. Okay. Um, so that is my uh, reflexes and reflex and awareness. Right. Or sorry, brawl. Uh, Reflex brawl. Sorry. Oh, okay. Which uh, I think is better for you, anyways. Yes, because I get one re-roll on there. What was my? What did I need? Uh, rolling over a seven. Oh God, all of them. Cool. Yeah, you dodge uh, out of the way. Zero. No, no. I meant like I had to re. I all of them were failed, oh, okay. so I re-rolled one. And sorry, I, I thought failed, that I meant so. you succeeded on one. No, sorry. Mm-hmm. I okay. Wish. Um. So yeah. So he is gonna hit then. Uh, for four slashing damage. Okay, so I am wearing armor. Yeah. And so, uh, I believe it takes off two pieces. Yeah, because... Or slashing, it sh- so it takes off three, so I take one. So you take one. and Which means that I take nothing. Let, yeah, which because your minor wound threshold is two, which means that it's, it's basically like an insignificant wound. You, like, slashed a paper cut on your finger kind of deal. Which I nice. also like that. I like that, that there's different severities to damage. Well, and mm-hmm. I, I do like the severity, but I also like the fact that, like, I have a threshold for, like, if I don't take any yeah. real damage, you know? So, like, in this mm-hmm. case, because I had armor, I don't take any damage other than, like, yeah. you know, flavor. Yeah, yeah. exactly. A bumper and like. bruise. Uh, and then it's your turn there, Carthrax. Okay. So I was just looking over the attack here to like try to understand things better. Mm-hmm. And so it says that like when I attack and depending on my level, I impose a difficulty on them. And so, yeah. So if you look at, uh, let me just pull up my bookmark here. Um, so basically depending on your level of skill mastery, you set the difficulty for me. Um, so if I roll, if I roll my expert skill, yeah. And I roll a success. You, I could impose like it has to be a nine. Yeah. So you set what the difficulty is though for your attack as well. So if you decide that it's going to be a five, oh. then it's a five for both of us. Okay. So then, like when I roll it, I actually just decide what it's going to yes. be. Yes. Yeah. Based off of mm-hmm. my successes. Yeah. That's cool. That is actually really cool. It's it's kind of neat. It's uh like you have to have that talking point between both sides. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Well, I. So he's right in front of me. Does he have the necklace? Uh, no, they just came to attack you. Okay. Can I see is like um, our good friend and then Nibsu, is he still working? Oh, yeah, like, he's still working inside. He hasn't, this is the first okay. round, he hasn't recognized that anything has happened yet. So the only thing that I would want to make sure I do is, am I able to get between those two to like try to 
Yeah, my interpretation know? of what you had said you were doing is that you were staying outside the front door. So yes. so yeah, so you are outside, so okay. yeah, they, they haven't got inside the house yet. Sweet, perfect. Um, all right, well then I am just going to uh, pick up my club okay. and go swinging. That is five dice. Oh man, I'm gonna re-roll one. Uh, so two successes. One's a six and one's a ten. Okay, so you're setting the difficulty at what then? A five? Well, I can choose anything in there. Yeah, anything for your level. Five, seven, or nine. Yeah. Well, I guess it'd have to be five. Ah. Yeah, because otherwise it's only one at seven. So I'm gonna do two at five. So he's gonna try to. You know what? He's gonna try to parry. Why not? Let's see what happens. <laughs> uh, that is three successes. So he parries, and he is able now to make an attack against you. Uh, counterattack. Uh, difficulty of seven. Which you can only dodge. dodge, you cannot parry. That's fine. One reroll. Uh, no, I only got one success. Okay, he got two. So you are going to take five slashing damage, which reduced from your three is two. So one minor wound. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, Emrys, it's your turn. <coughs> uh, okay. I'm just going to try and finish this guy off. Okay. Uh, three successes. Cool, he only got one. Okay, so that'd be seven damage. Okay, so seven is another serious, which he already had, so it automatically goes to lethal. How do you want to kill him? Uh, just class... I want to stab him through the heart and with the momentum push him off the balcony and be like, no, that's how you push a guy <laughs> off the balcony. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Ah, and you hear Wilhelm scream as he falls off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and Zev throws like a, a hearty nod your way, like, mm, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Zev, it's your turn. Uh, both the guys on your side are dead. Uh, Carthrax on the other side of the house is still attacking, or still dealing with one. Um, but you don't necessarily know that. But we're still going to go initiative mm. order because it makes things easier. Yeah, no, I feel like Zev, knowing that there's, like, a raid going on at the moment, would probably try and, like, I'm assuming there's access into yeah. the house from the terrace. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Zev would bust open the door and see what's going on in the actual building itself yeah. to make sure there's nothing going yeah, on. Yeah, inside you see Ninibsu is still working away. It seems like he's totally oblivious to anything that has happened outside of the house. Um, and, yeah, he's still, you know, working and, like, hunched over, like, candlelight and... Yeah, yeah, I feel like Zev would just kind of like post up in there, just, you know, seeing. I feel like we're all pretty skilled killers and is more than trusting of his friends to handle whatever they're kind of doing. So it seems like the next main goal is to make sure that no one can get the pendant. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so it rolls over to the Weaver that is dealing with Carthrax, uh, and he is going to make an attack, difficulty of seven. Do you want to dodge or parry there, Ruin? Yeah, I'm thinking dodge still, so that's my. It's honestly my best one. Fair enough. One reroll. Uh, one success. Okay, he got two successes. Uh, okay. So that'll be five reduced by three is two, so should be another minor. <clears throat> I don't know what just happened Jeez, there with my sir. voice, but <laughs> it's the tobacco in that coffee. Oh man. <laughs> Okay, so now, how many minor wounds are you able to take? Three, right? Me? Yeah. Five. Oh, you're going to five minor wounds? Yeah, Holy crap. One, one of my skills, one of my skills, or my divine favors gives me an extra, and I already had four. Holy crap. Okay, never mind then. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> what up? I can't hit anything right now, but man, can I take them. <laughs> All right, it is your turn then. Yeah, so I'm going to use two of my nerves to add two extra dice to my roll this turn. Sure. So, a whole eight dice. So, uh, oh, oh, yeah. One, two, three at a level of nine. Ooh. Okay, he only gets three dice. Um, 
yeah, he got one success. So cool. Um, so then I'm going to deal six damage to him. Uh, okay, and six is a serious wound. Perfect. So doing that, um, I am going to run free reroll against melee on enemies with serious wound. No, I don't need to. Now that he has a serious wound, though, I can get a free reroll on him. Nice. So, that is my turn. Sweet. Uh, Emrys, rolls over to you. Uh, we'll move down to check the... I'm assuming we're on a terrace, so we're upstairs. Yeah. Um, yeah, move down to the main floor. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, so you're on the main floor of the house. Uh, Ninibsu, again, is, is working by candlelight. Again, totally oblivious. Seems very engrossed in his work. Uh, Zev, your turn. Mm. Um, yeah, well, with... Um... Emrys in the area, I guess. Zev would then try and go for the front door and just, like, check on the last sure. of the crew. Yeah, I'd say you open the door uh, and you see this combat happening. I'd say you probably can't make an attack this turn, um, moving yeah. through and, like, opening the door and everything. But you would be able to on your next turn. Sounds okay. good. Yeah. I'll be there to witness the final blow. Yeah. Uh, maybe. You don't know that. Uh, <laughs> going to, uh, the assassin. Uh, it's his turn. He's gonna make another attack against Carthrax. A difficulty of seven. Uh, a whopping one success. Um, sorry. Uh, wh whopping one success? Yeah. Sorry. No, all good. Yeah, I'm on that. I was just looking at my character sheet. <laughs> there's, there's a lot to look through on there that. There is. It's very pretty, too. It really is. Um, uh, difficulty was set at seven. seven uh, then I got one success. Okay, and it airs on the side of the defender, so you're good. Cool. Okay, sweet. Your turn. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for that big wind up again. So uh, this time though, I'm only gonna use my set six that I get to roll for a melee. Uh, so that is um, three, uh, no, two of nine. Okay. Uh, he only got the one. Excellent. Six more damage. Sweet. That's another serious, which he doesn't have, so it goes to lethal. How do you want to kill him? I think that Carthrax would go right up for, like, he would go for the, the hit into the side of the ribs, and as the guy doubled forward, he would bring his head down, and knee it, crushing it in. Very nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. you brutally, brutally finish off this guy. Um, yeah. And because you got the final bowl, because that's one of your your boons, is it not? Or one of your... Um, it absolutely yeah. is. It is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The divine... Or the God's Desires, achieving the finishing blow. All right. So in that case... Uh, I'm gonna say that you get, uh, where is it here? Uh, 1D added into each of your grit and nerves pools. Nice, like a permanent one? Uh, I would say, like, like how temporary HP works. So you have okay. it until you okay. use it. Um, Sweet. I'm just looking through. Thank you, my oracle. No worries. I'm just looking through the other twos to see and remind myself of their boons and banes and I keep calling them that, but I don't actually think that's what they're known as. Mm. But just I think the one's banes and the other one's desires. Yeah. Boons and banes just fits better. Uh, yeah. Bans. Bans. It's not allowed. Yeah, desires and bans. Um. Mm. Uh, I'd say that Jaden's character can get one in each for not accepting premature death because he was the one that kind of pushed to uh, avenge um, the guy who died. And Emrys, mm -hmm. I'll say you can have one as well because you uh, did not hesitate in the face of death. Cool. So you, get, nice. so you guys each get plus one to each of your pools as like a temporary. So once it's used, it's gone. Okay. 
Cool. Alright. And that ends our combat. So for the rest of the evening, uh, it's pretty quiet. No issues. Uh, you wake up in the morning and Ninibsu has made a pot of tea for everyone uh, and says that he has completed the the translation. Uh, he, he brings you all does, over. Does he ask about the three dead bodies? <laughs> I, I assume you guys probably told him. Like, didn't just kill him and then silently went back to bed. Uh, <laughs> like getting up for a snack at midnight. Like, <laughs> we, uh, we might have killed three guys. Uh, don't worry, you only have two bodies to hide, so yeah, I mean, good luck. Alright, well, that's fine. Uh, so yeah, so he brings you guys over for um, the translation and uh, he says, now, it's not a perfect translation, but what I believe we have here is in this place sleeps a sovereign. This first symbol here, which you can see the the horizontal line with the circle, uh, represents sleep. The triangle or the 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 point with the horizontal line is a sovereign, so a king or queen, and then the arrow pointing down is here. So wherever this points, it points to wherever you know a a some member of royalty appears to sleep maybe a resting place perhaps perhaps the symbols are very similar uh we were under the understanding that there's a mountain involved and a sunrise it seems to be an important place is this anything you're aware of nothing that stands out to me i deal mostly with languages not necessarily full-on cultures or, you know, burial places or anything like that, but um, this is so ancient that if it is, you know, a place of great significance, it would probably be to a culture long since gone. Not too long since gone, as we point out, the dead bodies littering the streets. Uh, Maybe not as gone as we once thought. But, with that, I'm out of coffee, and I think it's time to go. (laughs) 